I kept a lot of that stuff inside and never talked about anything because it was just move on, chunk along, keep the house over the head for your kids and your and your wife, and you know that's your responsibility, and that was my focus, and that also was a mistake. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Life with a Sherry on Top. I'm your host, Sherry, and today I am joined by my husband, Kevin. Hey there. Hey, handsome. What's happening, beautiful? (laughs) So today we want to talk about, um, well, I want to talk about what makes... I I do, too. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What makes our marriage work. I will say that it's the second marriage for both of us, Mm -hmm. which we've talked about before. Um, so let's talk about what we learned from our first marriages that we either apply or don't apply to hmm. our marriage. Yikes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll start. I grew up in, I think they call it like a wasp family. I don't know why they call it that, but it's hmm. like white families that don't talk about anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Never heard that. Really? No. Oh, no, it's a thing. I don't know what WASP stands for, but it's a thing. We never talked about, you know, it was brush something under the rug, yada, yada. So um, with my first marriage, I did the same. Mm -hmm. And he did too. After that, I think the biggest lesson learned for me was I'm going to talk about how I feel all the time because Mm -hmm. (laughs) because, um, it just doesn't work. Otherwise, at least it doesn't work for me. Yeah. And you're, you're, I know this, but for anybody listening, your parents were divorced as well. Did that, did that have anything, (laughs) did that have any effect on you? No, honestly, one time I heard my parents argue Hmm. in 16 years before their first divorce, Hmm. like once. Yeah. So that I think that further proves my point of everything was just kind of swept under the rug. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. And they, you know, my dad was a cop and worked different hours than my mother. So mm-hmm. they weren't together a lot. Mm-hmm. You know, I was either with my mom or with my dad and very seldom were we together as a family. I don't know. I I don't think it affected me. Um, they then got back together and then divorced again. <laughs> uh, I think I was 21 at that time. Yeah. So how about you? Well, yeah, I mean, for sure, I was the same growing up. Now, my my parents were divorced when I was younger, so my dad left and didn't, you know, didn't have that um, control in the house, I guess, so to speak. Um, And I'm the youngest of four, so... Four boys. Yeah, all four four boys. (laughs) Your poor poor mom. Poor mom. Yeah. (laughs) She put up with a lot, let me tell you, especially those years, right? So... Uh, yeah, I mean, good old Irish family. You don't talk about things that are disturbing you or bothering you. You swallow them and you, you know, you buck up, you rub some dirt on it, and you move on. You know, you drink through it. <laughs> yeah, that's the other part of the Irish family. Yeah, uh, but it's you know, yeah, I think it was always kind of like that for me. It's just how we grew up. It's like you don't you don't talk about that stuff, especially with your brothers. You know, oh, mo- sure, yeah. most of you don't share that with your brothers and talk about problems you're having at school or someone's bugging you. You hit them in the face and you know move mm-hmm. on. <laughs> <laughs> See, I didn't have anybody to hit in the face. I was an only child. So. Yeah. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I, yeah, missed, so I, I missed out I, on the punching opportunities. Well, you made up for it later in life. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I think it's really, I, I think it's the same thing. I mean, you don't, you know, and I don't want to say in those days, we're, we're not like 80, but, <laughs> uh, you know, back in those days, yeah. even not wanting to say it, I did, uh, it was kind of the way that things were. I mean, you just, you went on with life and you, you know, I was always, I was picked on as a kid in school, but you know, it's just, I guess you thought it was normal. And now we realize that's not normal and things are, you know, things are different. So yeah. it's, it's unique. How did your growing up in a divorced family affect your first marriage? Gr uh, great question. Cause when I first got married, I said, I'm not going to be like my dad. Yeah. I'm not going to be a divorced guy. I'm not going to, uh, that's not going to happen to me. Right. Well, you didn't didn't realize that you're not really in total control of that. <laughs> you know, so I, it's half your problem. It's half your issue. It's half your responsibility. But then there's the other side of things too, that people have to have that same opinion. And I was married very young for my first marriage. So things were moving quickly. You know, we were doing things our friends weren't doing. So we, we got married at, you know, young. How old were you when you got married? 21. 21. Yeah, wow. Right. Okay. I was 26. Yeah, that's probably in the, in those years probably better. I mean, we yeah, we were we were kids, you know, so but we were both were, you know, maturing quickly in our jobs and moving in, in a different direction most of our friends anyway. So it kind of it kind of fit the bill and and worked to both of our advantages and we both obviously agreed to be married. So <laughs> And how long before you had kids? Uh, so we had five years alone okay. before we had our kids. Yeah. Nice. What did you learn from the first marriage that you either implement or don't implement in our marriage? Certainly number one, like you said, you know, just we, I think you and I can communicate about anything. We talk about whatever's on our mind, whether it, whether Always. I know it's going to upset you or not. Right. I'm not going to hold that in. Right, me too. That changes who I am. It changes how I act. It changes how I react. It changes everything that I'm doing, not only to you, but, you know, to my friends, to my work, to everything. And yeah, I think that's what was a big issue is I, I kept a lot of that stuff inside and never talked about anything because it was just, you know, move on, chunk along keep the house over the head for your kids and your, and your wife. And you know, that's your responsibility. And that was my focus. And that also was a mistake. I didn't really learn what to do correctly. I think, I mean, I was definitely just trying to, like I said, I was working hard. My main thing was to keep everybody happy yeah. and keep money coming in so that people can do, and we can do what we wanted to do. But I didn't focus on myself or specifically even my ex-wife. You know, it was just kind of like, hey, I got to, I got to go. I got to, I got to do this. I got to get moving. I got to go to work. I got to, you know, and yeah. it, it was just a, a run and gun. And I thought that was the right thing that would make everybody happy. But, you know, in the long run, we didn't share enough information. We didn't share enough time together. We didn't share the same interests after a while because, you know, I'm I'm running around traveling and working and she's doing her thing and everybody drew a different interest. Yeah. Kevin has traveled uh, and c continues to travel, just for the record, all, all of the time for work, mm -hmm. which I don't have a problem with. I don't know if she did or not, but 
I don't think initially. I mean, there were, <clears throat> it was difficult because there was times I missed, you know, our son's first ball game or the daughter's were first words or steps or birthdays. Yeah. You know, I mean, right. that stuff gets to everybody, whether sure. you talk about it or not. And, yeah. and those things are, are definitely a consideration when you take the position and you know what you're doing, you know what job you have, you know what you have to do. So um, I thought it was the right thing to keep, you know, keep right. things moving. Uh, and I don't think it was because that was definitely a time where, you know, we all needed to be together. We all needed to share those things. We all, she may have needed some help at home with things that I, you know, right. was traveling and left her with. So yeah, yeah, that, there's definitely an issue with that. I think, I don't think she originally did, but I think it ended up being a problem for sure. And so do you think that you take yourself into consideration more now than you did in your first marriage? Well, yeah, I mean, but yes, I do. And to the point of making sure that I also consider you more in that, you know, oh, that you situation. Always, you but, always consider me. Yeah. Uh, that's not what I meant. I just meant, I think you have to be happy with yourself as a, oh, yeah. as a human being yeah. before you can make anybody else happy. Uh, absolutely. And I was very insecure in my, well, actually in my mid-20s, I started gaining a lot of confidence. But I was going to say that sure doesn't seem like you now. No. But <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. I mean, I was very confident as a young, like a, a child. Mm -hmm. You know, my mom will tell you stories about how I wouldn't shut up and I would just talk to strangers all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and then I reached those awkward teenage years. Mm. I call them my fuggly years. And <laughs> so from... I don't know what that stands for. So like from age 12 to 16, I kind of became a bit more reclusive because in my mind, I was hideous. Hmm. Um, oh, oh it's, it's fine. Listen, <laughs> I got, I, I'm long over it. But, you know, I mean, I was 12 years old. I was five foot nine, which was... And Dif I'm a girl. You, yeah, you're, it was different than anybody else in your class. Oh, my or God. Anybody, or yeah, I was, anybody in three classes, probably. In the entire school, I was the tallest one in the school. Wow, yeah. And we switched schools um, in the sixth grade. So it was my last year at an elementary school. That's how it works here in the Chicagoland area in our particular suburb. Mm -hmm. um, seventh and eighth grade were junior highs. And then K through six were elementary. So we moved in that summer. And then when sixth grade started, I didn't know anybody at that school. And we were all standing outside waiting for the door to open after the bell rang. And one of the students behind me said, are you going to open the door thinking I was the teacher? <laughs> and I was like, I'm not the teacher. And they were like, oh my God, you're so huge. Oh, so it just, yeah. that got to me right away, you yeah, know? Sure. And then you know, let's add to that braces, glasses, acne, <laughs> and really bad hair. <laughs> the trifecta. Yeah. I was not attractive during those years. Hmm. So I became more reclusive then. And then when I was 16, I started to blossom again and became, and became more confident. But I think that took until my like mid-20s mm -hmm. to really gain the confidence that I have now and continue to mm -hmm. project forward in this world. <laughs> so I wasn't as confident mm -hmm. in my first marriage in myself as I am now. 
So I think it was an issue. I don't know that I would say it's a big issue, but it was an issue in that if you are not entirely happy with yourself, how can you make somebody else happy? Yeah, And True. that's why I was asking you, do you take yourself into consideration? Because oh, I, sure. wa- I obviously want you to be happy. And I want you to be happy with yourself. Yeah. And I think we both are. I'm happy, happy, happy. I just wanted to hear it from your mouth as well. You're you've looking at me be- like I'm you've crazy. You've heard it before. <laughs> That's why I'm looking at you crazy. <laughs> you know that. But yeah, they don't. Okay. I mean, I think there's... Uh, with the with my first marriage, we said I love you a lot. But there's a difference between saying I love you and feeling loved. Mm-hmm. And I definitely feel so loved from you. Mm. Um, and I hope you feel the same. Absolutely. But I think that was another big issue is, you know, my first marriage, and I will say this to any of the younger listeners that there are out there. Listen, I loved him. Don't get me wrong. But there were definitely red flags. And I think in your 20s, you go, oh, I can fix that, (laughs) especially as a girl. Girls always think, I'm going to fix this problem with him and everything is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And that was just stupid. But that's how you think as, well, that's how I thought. Yeah. As a 20-something-year-old. Well, and, I, I think from, same from my perspective. I mean, there's always something that's not the perfect thing and you, you want to, you try and fix that. But again, I, it always comes back and I go back around all the time to changing yourself to make somebody happy that that that's a mistake i made a number of times and tried to be somebody different that they wanted to see yeah and, and I, that's i'm not doing that ever again and i i knew that as soon as after the divorce i'm like i i'm not getting to that situation so you know like when we met you got the real me and right. it's never been anything different and right. i'm not a different person at work Versus no, home versus something, and but but many many people are, and that's okay if that's the way you operate. But for me, that's not it just didn't work, and yeah, w- I, and wouldn't work. Yeah, I don't know that that can work for anybody. To be honest, like I think you have to be your true authentic self mm-hmm. in all aspects of your life, or you're not going to be agree. happy. I, I I agree, but to a point. I mean, there are some people that need to be stronger more dominant at work but don't want to have that responsibility or dominant at home uh, you know there's i'm sure there's some things that will pop up and i don't know for off the top of my head a career that's like that but you know somebody's got to be a little bit stronger in the office or be a little bit meaner in the office because of the situation you don't want to go home with that demeanor okay that makes sense I, I, yeah it does i mean i work for myself because I don't play. Well, I don't. I don't play well with others. <laughs> yes, you um, used to. <laughs> so one time. I mean, don't get me wrong. I love people. I obviously love my husband. I love my family. I love my friends. I get along with yeah. just about anybody who doesn't cross cross me one way or the other. But I do have a problem reporting to others. Well. I, uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, you have an issue with that. I think you have an issue with people telling you what to do. Yeah. Um, and you are confident in your knowledge of what you're doing. So it's like, I know what the hell I'm doing. Don't tell me what to do. Right. I, I know what to do. <laughs> yeah. And and by the way, if you're telling me what to do, my way was better. 
So, right. you know, and he's totally right about that, which actually <laughs> brings me to my next point, which is, I think we complement each other really well. Mm, um, I agree. When I'm going a little nutso, you're the first to like bring me back down to earth and be like, take a breath and just relax and think about whatever it is. And I can't say I do that with you because you're always so very level headed. I think I've heard you yell once, <laughs> like one time. And we've been together 14 years. Mm-hmm. Is that right? I got it right. <laughs> um, got it right for once. Yeah. <laughs> I love that about you, but how do you think I compliment you? Well, I mean, I think you bring out kind of the, you bring the goofy side out of me a little bit too. I think that I can be a, totally relaxed with you and just like yeah, not have to worry about what you think if I make a stupid joke, you know, from a, when I was 12 and a boy, right? you know, and make some <laughs> idiotic joke and you laugh at it and you, you're like, you chuckle at it and you just let me be me. Uh, and you know, you definitely have also brought the professionalism out of me. Um, and I hope my work's not listening, but <laughs> when I first met you, there was, I had a lot of issues going on with my divorce and just things that were bugging me and in my head and I wasn't focused. So you bring the focus back to me, not only professionally, but personally for everything too. So it's, it, it gives, you give me reason, you give me, you know, the, the opportunity to be me and you give me focus, which is amazing. No, thanks baby. Thank you. <laughs> Hashtag relationship goals. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> right. I mean, no relationship is perfect and you know, we both know that we've got issues to work on. I, th- I don't know any marriage that doesn't have sure. issues to work on, but yeah. um, we're aware of them and we talk about them and we try to, mm-hmm. we do our best to fix them and that's what makes it work for us. So I just want to end it there and say thank you very much for uh, being my guest again today. And I'm always here for you. I know, baby. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. Thank you. Um, if you would like to reach out to me for about this show or any other, you can do so by emailing me at life with a sherry on top at gmail.com. Again, that's life with a sherry on top at gmail.com. And sherry is spelled C H E R I. Thanks, everybody. Good talking to you, and we'll talk again soon. See you later. Bye bye.